Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. A waiter does, I think, what the, what the title implies, and that is, is that they wait. A waiter waits. A waitress waits. A waiter waits until it's obvious that you need something. A waiter, uh, like when you move finally all your empty drink glasses to the edge of the table, like precariously balancing there, like maybe this time they'll notice, you know, the chip baskets there, the, the empty salsa things there, like everything is to the edge of the table thinking maybe when the person walks by they'll notice that we need some stuff. And they, they're waiting, you know, or worse yet, a waiter waits for you to ask for what you need. This is what a waiter does. I have this code. I think I've mentioned it before. I call it my emergency drink code And when I go out to eat. And what I do is, let's say I'm drinking a glass of water, and it gets down to that. You know there's like one drink left in there. I will not drink that emergency drink until I've actually verbally said to the person waiting our table, I need another drink because I might choke on something in between, and I want to have at least one drink. It's just this thing about me. So... That's what a waiter does. A waiter's like, oh, you need a, oh, you asked me for a drink. I will now go get you a drink. This is a waiter. Now, here's the difference with a server. See, a server is someone who serves you before you need to ask for something. A server is someone who, who recognizes that you're, you're running low on something, that you're running low on your drink or your appetite, you know, your chips or your breadsticks or whatever they may be, you know, that they are, that they're, come, you know, have you ever been out to eat and, and you're talking to someone and before you knew it, your glass is refilled and you didn't even notice your glass got refilled. You're like, wow, that's amazing. It's like magic. How did this happen? Because you're used to someone waiting on you and you have to ask to get it done. So when it just appears, you're like, this, this, who knew? That was a server that came and did that. So when you go out to eat, either a waiter, waitress, or a server is going to take care of you. And if you go out to eat today and you have the divine privilege of having a server, tip them well. Because they're doing a good job. You know, I think uh, it's probably too... When I was serving, when I was waiting tables, I wanted to be a server. And I know a little of this has to do with my OCD probably and, and my desire to, you know, I need approval, you know, that I wanted to do a good job. But I wanted to be a server. I wanted to anticipate what someone was going to need. I wanted to be watching them and, and looking and going, okay, it looks like they're running low on that and that and that and, and take care of it before, I mean, it would be a great day if, well, one, if you made some good tips, but two, if... No one had to ask for something. You were always on it. That was kind of my, my desire when I, was, when I was serving. And I don't know how well that tra- transferred over for me in ministry. Because I think I could do it better. I think I could do the serving like I did when I was waiting tables better. I want to I be better. I want to do that. I want to do that better. As Christians, and, and what does all this have to do with Jesus, Okay. As Christians, I think we should function as peace people, that we should function as servers and not just as waiters. As, as the church, I think we should function as servers and not as waiters. 
If we're truly living as peace people, a few weeks ago we talked about this idea of our ecos, this, the, our sphere of influence, those eight to 15 people that we're always rubbing elbows with and sometimes it gets a little larger and a little smaller and sometimes the people change, but there's always a sphere of influence around us that we should be functioning in that as servers and not as waiters. As peace people, as representatives of Jesus Christ, we need to be doing this. Uh, if, we're, if we recognize that there is, in fact, a harvest, we, we keep talking about this verse in, in Luke 10 too. We've gone back to it several times that, that Jesus said there is a harvest and we need people to help with this harvest. That Then we need to be servers. We should, we should practice this art of serving and not waiting. Um, you know, I think about this in regard to switching it from the restaurant viewpoint to the, you know, in in. Christianity living out our life is that is that we are we're serving we're watching we're we're noticing others we're we're being aware of others I've used the word a few times about being sensitive to the needs of others not just going you know with blinders on and doing what we've got to do today and check those things off the list but actually being sensitive to the needs of others so that's what a server does um and, and fortunately I think the church and I think Christians, and I know I'm guilty of this too in general, have almost developed this um, mindset of, you know, if someone needs Jesus, then what they'll do is they will get dressed up in their Sunday best and they will show up to church at 11 o'clock and then they will find him. I mean, there's people that I know, there's people that you know, and you might be thinking, if I can just get them to come to church with me. See, I, I think in that, that's a waiter mindset. Just, I know you need something. I know that your life is a shambles and you're looking for answers and you're looking for truth and you're looking for redemption and you're looking for hope. You're just looking for a lifeline. Come to the church. And, and hopefully on that particular day, something will click and all the stars will line up and, and, and all your answers will come. See, we're, that's kind of a waiting mindset instead of a serving mindset. You know, too many Christians, and I know I'm guilty of this, are waiting. Too many churches are waiting. And, and you know, there might be, and, and maybe this is just in my mind, I was thinking, what would, be a, what would be a Christian's argument to that point that I just made? And the only argument I could come up with, and you might come up with a whole lot more, but the one I could think of scripturally is when, when Jesus said, to the effect, are you tired? Are you burdened? Then come to me. I mean, those are some Jesus words. Come to me. And I think as the church, we've kind of taken that verse and meant, are you tired? Are you hungry? Do you need something? Are you hurting? Then come to 109 West Central Avenue. Are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you, you know, like, we, like we've said, we've made the question that Jesus asks about coming to a one place, a geographical location. And I don't think that's what Jesus implied because think about this. This is who Jesus was. He was, he was a vagabond. He was a transient. He was, he was on the road. He, he was constantly on the move. He, he, was, uh, he was itinerant minister to the nth degree. He was never in the same place for very long. And he was present where no other religious presence was. And, and he, was, he, was in, he was on the roads, he was in boats, he was on the shore, he was at a well, he was at the house of sketchy people eating dinner. This is where Jesus was. So when he said, are you tired, are you hungry, are you thirsty, are you burdened, come to me. And what he meant was, on the road, 
and at the well and in the boats and on the shore and at the house of sketchy people for dinner. Yeah, he was at the temple. He, he came to worship. He, he was there on the, for the religious holidays and he, he, he participated in all of those fully in the worship of God. But all the other times he was present where those who needed to be served were present. See, he was a server and not a waiter. I mean, Mark 10, 45, we, we see the words of Jesus saying, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to wait for people to run to him and get everything they needed. No, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So here I'm thinking about this, this as we wrap up this series, and, and for me it's been a lot of, well, how can I do this better? How can I be the presence of Christ better? And I think about this, I think about people who, and I would think it's most of us in here, who align themselves with a church body, who say yes to Jesus. Should, we shouldn't think of ourselves as, as members of an historical organization. Um, that we can show someone around, you know, point to the past. Um, but we should be people who are, who are aligned with Jesus, that are aligned, and, and, and the, that the church should view, we should view ourselves not as members, but as partners. We're not members in an organization, but we're partners in, in a, a thriving venture that is happening now. That's happening right now. Not museum curators, but, but, but people who are, are teammates, who are brainstormers, who are creative disciples of Jesus Christ. See, to me, that's a server, not a waiter. I think about this, and I mention I, I want to be better. I, I, I want to be a, a partner in this. I want to be a, a partner with Jesus. The, I want to be a partner with the church. I, I want to, I, I desire this for each and every one of us to, to be servers, to be peace people. To me, this is it. Someone who would say, yeah, I'm a peace people, is a server serving others. I think that for us as, as partners in ministry, that for us to be peace people, to, I mean, think about this. Each of you have your sphere of influence, each of you. Now, some of the people, especially if you're close, you know, married, you got some of the same people, but each and every one of us have this sphere of influence. So how many people by us represented here today, how many people are, are represented, like, that, that have the opportunity to be influenced for Jesus Christ just by those of us gathered in here this morning? Thousands? We think about that for a moment. The truth, the power, the transformative power of Jesus Christ that you know about, that you have experienced, that you are experiencing, and you have this sphere of influence that God has put around you. Are you, are you functioning as a server within this sphere of influence? Are you, are, you, are you living out, are you functioning as, as, as Jesus did, as he gave us the example, or are you waiting? Come, come here, come to this one spot, I'll unlock the door for you, I'll turn on the lights. 
I'll, I'll show you, I'll point at some pictures. And I think about this, about being peace people in, in our sphere of influence, not, not for the sake of our names, I, I think that's pretty clear, not for the sake of a church's name, but for the sake of Jesus Christ, for the, for the kingdom of God. I mean, this is what this is about, because when you think about it, you and I, those of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus, we are part, we're not, we're not, uh, I mean, yes, in, in the great history of, of mankind, yes, we're in the story. But think about this, you and I are part of an amazing, uh, a strategic, life-changing, earth-altering adventure right now. I mean, this is what we get to be a part of. And, and, and I, I confess to you that I don't, I don't live every day with that truth. And, and God's not through with any of us. So the question is placed before you, before me, am I being a waiter or am I being a server? How, how, am, I, how am I living out this, this title of peace people? The gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, think about this as, as, we, as we just wrap this up and I, and, I, and I leave this message here with you. Think about these words again of Jesus. He said, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. How does this translate into your life? You know, I, um, as I was writing this message, I, was, I thought several times about the ministry that you, Kelly, and Polly are doing. I've thought about this. Um, and I don't know if you, you know what, what they do, but I mean, y'all had a church, and it was It was booming. It was doing great. People were coming to know Jesus and, and they were coming and worshiping God and serving. And through a, a whole series of stuff, God said, I got something different for you. And I'm guessing it was scary, right? <laughs> because it would, it's easy to say, hey, come here at 9.30. Come here at 11. Come, show up here. Here's where we're meeting. Come on. But God has done something different. And now you're saying we want to serve. We don't just want to be at one location and, and we'll hope that somebody shows up. You're saying, no, we want to serve our community. And as I wrote this and I was working on this, I just kept thinking about y'all's obedience to that. Now, that doesn't mean that's what everyone else has to do. Everyone's got a different way of walking this out. But I, I kept thinking back to this. And so I just, I keep, um, I've just been praying for God's blessing on y'all's ministry that you're doing. Um, I know he's going to continue to do it because you're being obedient to this. And I think that for us in our sphere of influence, what we do and what we're passionate about and where we find ourselves, how is God calling us to be servers in that? How are we being called to, to just step back and go, okay, I've been doing it this one way and it's been okay. I would say fruitful. But is there, is there a different way, Lord? I mean, Probably the bravest prayer you and I could pray today is, God, is there a different way that I've been doing it that you want me to do? The bravest prayer we could pray because he might say yes. 
And then the, then the party really gets started, right? The adventure really starts to roll. But he's not through with us. We're here today. We're drawing breath into our lungs. Our heart is beating today on May 29th, 2016. There's a reason and a purpose that we are present on this earth today. What does God want us to do with it? We have this immense, I, I know I've said this the last couple of weeks, it's worth repeating. We have this immense privilege as the sons and daughters of the Most High God to share this beautiful story. So if you want to hear it, come on over to my house at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Where we go, every place our footsteps. The, and I don't mean just even on, on, on earthly ground. I mean, we have influence that, that, you know, technology lets us have a lot of influence. How are we using that? How are we, how are we, um, we call, uh, we say redeeming technology, because we can use it for a lot of silly, frivolous things. But how are we redeeming that? How are we letting the Lord use that in our sphere of influence? I'm so challenged by this. If you call yourselves a follower of Jesus, I would hope that in the last couple of weeks you've heard this, this um, idea, this concept that we are to be peace people where we go. That wherever we go and wherever we're present, we're bringing the peace of God with us. Not the wrath, but we're bringing the peace of God. His promises, his hope, his... his um, his, his powerful, life-changing message. Would you pray with me? Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good, practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time. Stay classy, listening friends.